Hello, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for listening and also to explain why you might hear ads like this before, during, or even after an episode. We're a small but mighty team here at Realm, and to help fund our shows, we promote products or services that we think you'd enjoy from a variety of sponsors. If any of our ads interest you, one of the best ways to support us is by visiting the link or using the promo code in the ad. It's pretty much a win-win since you can get some great deals and we can keep making awesome shows like this one. You can also visit realm.fm slash partners for more information about our sponsors and how to access the different promotions. Thanks again for joining us in our corner of the universe. Listen away. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Episode 5. I jerk awake on a pile of flea-infested straw. It's been a day since they arrested me for Thomas's murder. My insides are ragged with fear. My thoughts shattered like pieces of broken glass. Pleading a pregnancy has bought me time. Four weeks at the most. I don't even have my beads for comfort. They must have fallen off in the scuffle. What will they do with me? Visitor. I scrabble to my feet. Caleb Jeff has volunteered to guard me, no doubt relishing my fall. He leads James to the front of my cell. The sight of him works like a tonic. James! Careful with this one, blacksmith. She'll hex you. I'll keep that in mind. I thread my hand through the bars and clasp him tightly. Oh, Agnes, what have they done to you? Oh, it looks worse than it is. I hardly notice the bruises. I'm just... so afraid. To hell with speaking ill of the dead. If your husband was still alive, I'd beat him for what he put you through. And in your condition. Did he know about the child? I press my lips together, quickly shake my head. I can't say anything if Caleb is still nearby. Understanding dawns in James's eyes. He knows I lied about being pregnant. It was awful, James. There was so much blood. And the sound he made. I can't hate him. Not after watching him die like that. Did you see what killed him? Yes. I saw the devil. He was just as Hannah and Daniel described. He wanted to make a scene out of our deaths, like Daniel and Mercy. He's deliberate. We're going to hunt this monster down. That's what I came to tell you. 
I went to the other side of the colony and found three men to help me. They're not part of Thomas's flock. When we haul the demon's carcass back here, there will be proof, they'll see he has no connection to you, and they'll have to set you free. It's too dangerous to go after him. What if he can't be killed? We can't just sit here and let him pick off the colony one by one. Not you. Let the others go instead. The idea of something happening to you makes me sick, James. And after what we did, the devil will come after you. Who better to beat the devil than one already damned? What else can he do to me? Besides, he hates the pious, remember? Not the bad ones. It's not funny. You won't laugh when you see him face to face. Ah, look, Agnes. I'm a simple man. I don't know the intricacies of good and evil, but all monsters can be killed. I won't let you hang for his crimes. Then what? Even if I'm free, I'll still be an outcast, and we're trapped here. Only for a while. The governor just left with a fleet to get help and supplies from England. When he returns, you and I can board the ship. And now that Thomas is gone, we could marry. Either here, or at home. Start again. That is, if you'll have me. He passes something through the bars. It's my necklace. He found it. Light glints off the yellow bead. Yellow for hope. I thought you wanted to build a home here in Roanoke. I did. But that was before all of this. Anywhere can be home with the right person. I kiss him through the bars. Yes, I'll have you, James Worthing. And for God's sake, be careful. You've seen what this monster can do. Swear you'll come back safely to me. We'll meet again, Agnes. I promise you that. I don't want to let go of his hand. I tried desperately to commit every line of his face to memory. We'll catch him. You and I will make it through this. Somehow, when James says these things... I believe him. Sleep is the last thing on my mind. I thought I'd feel safer in prison, but behind bars, there's nowhere to run. Hannah's shack didn't save her. (gasps) It's a rat. (laughs) Just a rat. After my bowl of gruel. I remember that horrible shrine out in the woods. Aren't rats supposed to be creatures of the Dark One? Can't he command them and take their form? Oh, get a hold of yourself, Agnes. I press my spine hard against the wall, hugging my arms to my chest. James won't find the devil in the woods. All I can do is stare deep into the void until the void starts to look back. Two red circles ignite behind the bars. He's watching me. You can't get in here. Go back to hell. Rancid, hot breath on my face. away from me! I open my eyes. All that's left are rats swinging from the bars by their tails.
It feels like a month since James was here. Not a single night. The sun hasn't risen, but the gloom has thinned. How did you get in here? Shh, we don't have much time. She approaches the cell. Baby Eli nestles in the crook of one arm, his scar angry on his forehead. I've got the keys. I don't move. This must be a trick. Obedience hates me. She'd never do this. What are you doing? I'm letting you go, you fool. The blacksmith told me about the brooch. What? How he found it broken on Prudence's body and took it to fix. It was a clever lie for James to invent. That's right, he did. He should have given it to me to put in her grave. You know, I had the greater right, but I guess I could see why he thought it might upset me. Why he asked you to do it instead as a friend. Ugh. My sister did see you as a friend. And I her. Please, obedience. You must know that I would never have hurt Prudence or your son. No, you're probably not that wicked. I remember how useful you were to me when Eli was born on the voyage over. If you'd meant us harm, you would have done something then. I suppose it suited me to think you were a witch. Why else would Thomas have broken our understanding to marry you? That had more to do with Thomas's charity than my merit. There was no spell involved. I realize that. I saw it when Thomas dunked you in the water. You're just a woman. A woman I still don't like very much. So why are you here? For your baby. Thomas wanted a family more than anything. If they keep you in here, you'll either miscarry or they'll take the child the minute it's born. That's not right. A child shouldn't be parted from its mother. And maybe the Croatone will help you if you go to them. Maybe. But you need to protect yourself too, Obedience. Stay with someone at all times. Make sure they're armed. The devil is ruthless. Hurry! They're not watching. The whole settlement is gathering in the church to pray for help. We need our food to last until the governor returns and... And there's a service for Thomas. I walk through the open door and turn to obedience. I can't touch her, can't hug her. She'd never accept that. Still, I want to give her something. Thank you, obedience. Good luck. Take care of baby Eli. And if I have a daughter, I'll name her for Prudence. Obedience almost smiles. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. 
Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. The light is still weak. Obedience took a risk in coming to free me alone. I hug the side of the prison building, but I can't see anyone. It's as though the whole settlement has vanished. A few lit torches show the path to the forest. James is somewhere out there, fighting for me. Now that I'm free, we can run anywhere. I have to find him. I touch the necklace he made me. Jean Bolespoir. Hope. The branches stretch in my direction, beckoning. I run. The deeper I go, the darker it gets. The trees crowd out the light. James! James! How will I find him in these endless, sprawling woods? I'm knocked off my feet. Oh, my lip is split. I can taste blood. I right myself and look up to see what's hit me. It's a man. He hangs from a noose. But strangulation didn't kill him. There's the cut in his side, straight through his leather jerkin. This time the devil took a lung. Oh, God! I see all of them, swaying, rotating slowly. Three bodies strung up on ropes. No! How many men did he say he was taking with him? I can't remember, I can't remember. One by one, I grab the corpse's legs and hold them still. Their faces are agonized, but none of them are James. Oh, thank God. But then I remember. He's left out here alone. No time for sentiment. I strip the corpses for what I can use. Boots, a jacket, a pen knife. Gore drips as I work. Oh, please forgive me. I'm sorry. The boots are too big. 
but it's better than running barefoot. I know where the devil will be, at the ruined shack. I'm getting closer now. A smell like rotten eggs builds. The darkness unpeels, and I see him. James! He's right there across the water. His back is turned to me. James, it's me! I'm free! But he's too tall. The top of his hat brushes against the leaves. What? I leap over the stream and land on the opposite bank, and everything comes into terrible focus. I'm too late. The devil stands on James's other side. He holds him impaled on his claws. James's boots kick a foot above the scorched earth. Blood drips onto an axe and empty musket that lay in the dirt. The devil cocks his skull head. He's still grinning. James! Even as James bleeds out, he motions for me to run. I won't. I make a lunge for the axe. James slides off the devil's claws and lands in a heap. His stomach is pulp, but he's still breathing, still alive. The devil turns and stalks into the woods. Red eyes glare out from his skull, daring me to choose. The axe is in my hands. I could follow and get my revenge, but that would mean leaving James to die here alone. I can't do that. I kneel beside him. James, hold still. I can help you. It's not true. His blood soaks the leaves, taking all my hope with it. Agnes. You can't leave me. I just found you. He tries to take my hand, but his grip is weak. He's so cold. Agnes, listen, you were never cursed. He's after the church, just like we thought. The devil was using you to, to, to torment Thomas. But... Listen, you're stronger than him, Agnes. You are. His eyes glaze over. He's gone. I cradle his limp body, refusing to believe he can't be dead. The axe head glints, seems to smile at me. My anger rises again, sharp and honed to a point. Gently I lay James aside and reach for his axe again. I'll find this demon and I'll show him the meaning of hell. and produced by Realm, your portal to another world. Listen away. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, 
and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Bantwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. is written by Laura Purcell, produced by Nicole Otto and Haley Wagreich, and executive produced by John Carpenter, Sandy King Carpenter, and Molly Barton. Performed by India Dupre, Eric T.D., Anthony Garland, Theo Devaney, Jack Hawkins, Stella Balik Carr, Jess Nahikian, Callie Shatara, Kyle McCarley, Craig Robert Young, Caroline Bloom. Audio production and direction by Kaylin West. Sound design by Fred Greenhalge and Rory O'Shea. Additional editing by Corey Barton. Original music by Hashem Asadullahi. With orchestration by Andrew Rowan. Featuring performances by Kevin Devine, Alba Ponce de Leon, Max Kuttner, Carl McComas Reichel, and Peter Brandler. Cover art by Kindle Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.